Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, where we review the 2023 season for the Boston Red Sox. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Anay. And you could find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Anay. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify, we would truly, truly appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review and a rating. Um, and as well, as if you do decide to do that for us, guess what? Take a screenshot of that. Send it to fantasymds at gmail.com. Um, and you will have a chance to join our listener league for next year in um, maybe about a month or so. We're going to go through all of the ratings and reviews, and we're going to pick one lucky listener out, and we're going to give you a spot in our listener league for next year. And it just really helps us out a lot. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the channel, also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And guys, real quick, I need to talk to you about Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And all right, guys, I, I don't, I don't want to hear any, any, any smack from me wearing the Boston gear. I'm trying to, you know, I'm a baseball fan in general. Matt's probably going to give me some a little flack about it. But um, we're talking Red Sox today. I thought I would keep the spirit going. Matt, who do we have up first? All right, let me first off say I don't own an ounce of Boston stuff because I'm not a spaz. Right, listen, the jersey was a gift a long time ago, and I don't know. I, I saw I saw this hat. I really like the hat. I, I'm, my goal is to have a hat for every baseball team eventually. I think I'm at like 27. We, so, we, could, we could leave them it. out. I'm just saying. We could just leave them out. Hey, I, don't have any, I don't have an Astros jersey or hat, so I think that's I'm, I'm good enough there. Yeah, that's another team I will never purchase anything of. Um, but, yeah. Oh man, especially the the little man. But anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about Rafael Devers. Let's talk about real baseball here. Uh, Rafael Devers, another fantastic year in the books. You know, good job him. He's pretty much lineup proof in general. I mean, the lineup had some bright spots in it, but nobody that you would really say, hey, would give Devers the real, you know, full numbers that we saw here. I did not see this coming just with the lineup and why I had him so low. And that was my mistake. Um, but that I had him as like my number five third baseman for him. That's low. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Like the disrespect just went a little too far. I feel with me, but I mean, you looked at the roster on paper and it just didn't look as good as they performed it. You know, you didn't know what Yoshida was going to do, who we'll talk about later. Didn't expect Turner to have the year that he was going to have, you know, it just it's one of those things. Even Duran, who I love, just didn't expect this kind of year. So there, there's just a lot of surprise to this team, too. So you probably got Devers at its at a somewhat okay price this year. This uh, next year, you're not it's not happening that way. 
but his fantastic season at 580 at bats, 90 runs, 34 doubles, 33 bombs, 100 ribs, five stolen bases, and batted 271. Devers, fantastic talent, still only 26. Next year's going to be his 27th season, 27 year old season, still in his prime, honestly, about to probably hit the prime years. And Devers can just take that next step. If this team can come together and take a step forward with Story playing a full season, Duran continuing this step up, and, you know, hopefully some young guys keep coming up, we could see what we could do with the with the Boston Red Sox. Unfortunately, the AL East is about to just get really hard in general with all these young ta- talents being an influx, influx into the league and into this division specifically. So it's going to be really tough. Uh, Devers outlook for next year. I have him as my number three third baseman, you know, behind obviously, um, God, who did I even Jose have? Ramirez and Austin Riley. Uh, yes, exactly. Jose Ramirez I, and Austin Riley in that I order. Have it the same way. I have it the yeah. same way, same exact way. Um, yeah, Matt, great take on Devers. I really don't have too much to add besides all reliable at this point. If you get Rafael Devers, you know you're going to get a 270-plus average, a lot of bombs, a lot of RBIs, and a good amount of runs, and he chips in some steals every year. But, Matt, great take on Devers. I, once again, don't have too much to add. Let's move on to this next guy. Let's talk about Masataka Yoshida. Uh, strong, strong showing in his first year here in the States. Uh, I really like what I saw from him. 140 games for Yoshida, 537 at-bats, 71 runs. 33 doubles, three triples, 15 homers, 72 RBIs, eight steals. Strike uh walk to strikeout ratio is not atrocious. 34 walks, 81 strikeouts, and a 289 batting average. He started off the year a little bit slow, Yoshida did, and then he finally caught his stride. There was about a month where he was just absolutely dominating, came back to life a little bit, but was still finished with very, very strong numbers. Um, let me see where I have him ranked in my outfield rankings going into next season. I have him at 28, which I think is respectable. If you get him as your outfielder three, you're going to be very happy. Outfielder two is a little bit bullish for most leagues. So I'm really aiming for Yoshida to get him as an outfielder three. Let's see how this Boston lineup looks next year. Maybe they make a couple of tweaks. As Matt stated earlier, full year of story might help. Some of these young guys, we're not we're not going to talk about a lot of the young, young guys like Abreu and them. But you know what? This Boston lineup could be pretty deadly next year, and I like Yoshida hitting near the top of it. So I think he's going to be um, pretty pretty um, reliable for next year. Yeah, no, I mean, Yoshida is going to be interesting play entirely. I mean, I think he really just keeps mashing and probably just gets more consistent. So, you know, Yoshida is going to be a solid fantasy asset going into next year. And if he performs bad next year, I got a great nickname for him. Well, let's say let's save it for next year if, if he does. Now, real quick question for you. Do you have if you have your rankings handy, where do you have Yoshida at outfield? I like our little early rankings debates, even though we're doing team analysis here. I'm sure some of our fantasy baseball fanatics would love to hear a little bit of the, the rankings talk as well. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Hold on. I gotta do a find for this because you got me off guard here. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, I do I do apologize. I got him at 30. All right, so we're, we're, we're right in sync. I think we're right on par. I have my 28, you got him at 30. Not going to argue with you over two spots. So you know what? The fans uh, fans don't get to debate that we were looking for here. So um, got anything else on Yoshida? No, I think we move on. Let's talk about Definitely. Justin Turner. Um, the biggest surprise, I think, of this whole team, truthfully. I really didn't expect it. I mean, obviously, we know what this dude can do if he's healthy and if he manages to put a full season together. And pretty much that's what he did. He had 558 at-bats. 
all, you know, played 146 games, which is, you know, the most he's done since 2021. And again, that season was pretty decent. 2022, he did not have that uh, pleasure. So, I mean, it's just a matter of can he stay healthy at age 38? Um, he had a great season, 558 at-bats, 86 runs, 31 doubles, 23 bombs, 96 at 276. Like, those are solid numbers. Do I think he's going to do it in his age 39 season? I don't know, not unless he's hanging out with Big Poppy. So, I, I don't know exactly what his fantasy outlook is going to be. I actually don't really have him ranked yet, or I don't really have a place that I feel comfortable talking about yet where I want to have Justin Turner. But ultimately... I have a feeling he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be drafted based off of what he did last year versus what his actual, you know, real ceiling can be versus his floor. And the floor I feel is going to be, you know, possibly more of seeing what 39 can look like and how you're going to start seeing him lose the swing and start losing other things. I mean, quite honestly, he's been known for power and he hasn't shown that this year with only 23. Um, So, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know what? We'll see what Justin Turner's future could be and where I have him ranked. But before we move on, I give Dom the mic and we start talking about his take on Justin Turner. I have somebody to talk about. The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to get 100 times payout on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. Pick over over or under on their stats on these stars, like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more, for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Entries could be made in minutes, so you don't you don't you can get those last-minute bets in in time. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. I love Sleeper not only for its easy fantasy baseball platform, well, football platform, but they also have the fastest and most accurate alerts and you need to get your hands on the app for both football and baseball for call-ups, injuries, and everything else. See terms and conditions uh, for apply and see terms and details. All right, all right, Dom, it's your turn. All right, so let me hop in on the Justin Turner talk here. I mean, Matt, you make a great point. I always say it. Father time is undefeated, and the shoe will fall off the other foot at some point here for Turner. But until until that's proven, I mean, the guy's been serviceable the last three seasons. I know the power was a little bit down in 2022, but it came back up again this year with 23. And that stat line is just strong, very, very strong stat line. I think if you can get Justin Turner as, like, your second utility, if you're playing a, a deep league with corner infield, uh, you could get him there. I think he's still even going to have eligibility at second base this, uh, this upcoming season, if I'm not wrong. Uh, so you can get him as a middle infielder too. If you get him as a bench player, you're probably you know doing pretty well because uh, people will pick him. He will definitely be a guy that will get drafted next year. Also, there is the opportunity for him to join a new team as there is an option on his contract, so he may or may not be back with Boston you know, next year. But honestly, I think Boston might want to keep him around to mentor some of these young guys. He's a good locker room guy, Justin Turner. And the stats were strong this year, so I don't really – I think he does wind up back in Boston unless somebody gives him like a monster opportunity. So um, with Justin Turner – Definitely guy that's going to be drafted next year, and I, I wouldn't mind having him on my fantasy baseball team next season. Um, but my whole thing is if he really starts to, you know, show those signs of aging, the bat speed's down, 
Uh, he's just not looking really good in spring training. He's looking a little bit old. Maybe he gets an injury. Then I'll like, you know, take a step back from him. But otherwise, honestly, Justin Turner has a chance to be solid again next season. With that being said, though, let's move on to this next guy who actually was banged up for a good portion of the season, Trevor Story. Um, he's such a tough guy for me because I knew once he left cores that he wasn't going to be as good, which has been the case. I knew that that batting average wasn't going to you know, be what it was, you know, and the power really wasn't going to be as great as it was. He did get um, surgery on his right elbow to repair that torn UCL. And he did only play how many games did he? Forty-three. Yeah, forty-three games this year. So not not fantastic. And in those forty-three games, he wasn't very serviceable from a fantasy standpoint. I know I dropped him after his first like maybe twenty games. And I said I'm just not doing, especially going into the playoffs. Read you off that whole stat line though: forty-three games, hundred fifty-eight at bats, twelve runs, nine doubles, three homers. 14 RBIs, the 10 steals were very, very nice in 43 games, but a 203 batting average. And honestly, the last year, um, he hit 238 in 94 games. And then even the year before that in course, 142 games, 251 batting average. So that batting average is on a strong decline. Uh, let's see where I have story ranked for next year. I know it's kind of low. Matt, Matt's probably a little bit more bullish on him than I am. Honestly, I got him buried. I got him as my... Number 22nd baseman going into next season. I'd rather throw my darts in a couple of different directions. I don't have a lot of faith in story. I think the steals will be good. Depends on where he hits in that lineup. The power upside, 25 home runs. So just a guy that I'm not really going to go out of my way to get next year. Maybe if he falls and I can get him at a good price, I'll take the shot on Trevor Story. But Going into his age 31 season, just not a guy that I'm a huge fan of anymore. Loved him in those Colorado days, especially when he first came up. Yeah, I, it's an he's an interesting um, player to analyze here because obviously there's always upside of what he can and cannot be. I mean, you look at it and you go, okay, first year on Boston, you know, I kind of will give that to new team, new year, right? And then also gets hurt that year. So there's a lot of things that were going against him as to what we saw in his production standpoint. And probably played through the injury a little bit before actually was allowing himself to get off the field. Uh, so ultimately, it's really not a bad season if you look at just what he did in his first year. And that small sample with that team at 357 at bats, 53 runs, 22 double, 16 bombs, 66 ribs, 13 stolen bases. The batting average left me desiring more, but he could have turned that around if he played another 200 to 250 at bats. You know, we don't know what that would have looked like. Now, not only being on a new team and now dealing with an injury, coming back, I didn't foresee him being that good. Now, this year, there's a lot of upside in terms of getting it, and the beauty of it is you're not going to have to draft him high. Dom, funny enough, I have him ranked at the exact same spot at 20. Oh, wow. I yeah. thought you would have been a little bit more bullish. Even the way you're talking about him makes me think that you like him a little bit more, but I guess not. No, if anything, he's going to be like a sleeper or a bounce-back candidate for me this year. Somebody yeah, that you're going to be able to get it a value where – you know, he'll be at the second to last pick of the draft because I honestly don't foresee a lot of people drafting him that high unless he just starts mashing through spring training, which then will skyrocket him through the rankings, of course, with the name value. So ultimately, what I think about with Trevor's story is there's upside, and I'm definitely going to pick him in all my drafts if he's going late in all drafts because then I can drop him pretty quickly if he doesn't perform. Let's move on. Let's talk about a young dude here, Tristan Casas. Um, my guy, 
was started off the year absolutely putrid and you know didn't even look like the guy that was performing in in the spring training and then finally turned it on and then just you know kind of went ham in my opinion i'll read you off his stats 429 at bat 66 runs 21 uh doubles two triples 24 bombs 65 ribs 70 strike uh, walks to 126 strikeouts was actually really nice walk to strikeout ratio. Honestly, it's about 56 off from being, you know, that and it's definitely more than 50% strikeout to walk ratio, which is nice. And the 263 batting average. I like the OPS was pretty nice at 856. These are all things I want to see from, you know, your first major league year, first year in the major leagues you know, out of a young bat with power. So ultimately, I think that Tristan Casas is going to be somebody that's going to be somebody that's probably going to be drafted higher than I'd like to take the shot on him. But, you know, we'll see. I think the kid might live up to the hype. I'm actually a fan of Casas, even though he's on the wrong team. So, you know, Casas has a lot of upside along with the power. I think he get the batting average probably a little bit better if I'm looking correctly. You know, in the minors in 2022, he batted 281, uh, 21, 279. So if he can get anywhere near that, this kid could be really dangerous. Yeah, Matt, great take. I, I, I'll, I'll just say, Flat, I think another guy, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I think I'm going to make a list for this offseason. It's going to be called um, Future Stars. And I think Casas makes that list. I think he's going to be a future star. I think he's an all star as soon as maybe next year, year after. The kid is um, six foot five. 244 and I always like to talk about these lefties um he's going to be a force he's going to be a force I honestly think next year 30 30 35 home runs isn't out of the question depends where Boston wants to hit him in that lineup but you know what the runs in the RBIs have a lot of upside if he hits like fourth the batting average I'll take I'll take 260 I'll take 263 that's um not a bad spot for a guy like Casas I know there is a little bit more upside especially with that good eye that he has Matt mentioned the strikeouts to walks. Absolutely love that. But Casas, I have him at 14 in my first base rankings next year. I think a great debate is going to be Casas, Torkelson, and uh, CES Christian Encarnacion Strand. I think the three of them um, are going to fit very close to each other. And it's really going to be like, which one of those three do you like more? And I just think Casas has a lot, a lot of upside, man. Don't, Don't sleep on him for next season. Uh, but before we move on and we talk about uh, our last hitter and we get into these uh, pitchers, we know obviously Chris Sale needs to be spoken about. I do have one quick sponsor for you guys. So let's talk about Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. Once again, that's J-A-S-E medical.com, and make sure you use that promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off. 
All right, so let's move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Jaron Duran. And, you know, just like Duran Duran, this guy was rocking uh, all season while he was healthy, right? At his um, age 26 season, 102 games for Duran, 332 at-bats, 46 runs, 34 doubles in 102 games, two triples, eight homers, 40 RBIs, 24 steals, and a 295 batting average. Duran was always good in the minors. He finally started to live up to that hype a little bit. I really don't think he's going to be a power guy. I think you're going to see maybe like 15 home runs in a full season, but depends where they hit him in this lineup. The runs potential could be very good. The steals are going to be very good. And the batting average, honestly, I could, I don't know if he's going to stay around 295, but hey, 280 isn't out of the question. He's had some really good batting average seasons in the minors. I have Duran, um, I think, somewhat of a respectable spot at outfield going into next year. Let me just double-check myself here. Jaron Duran, where did I throw him? I think it was a little higher than that, actually. 39. I have Jaron Duran 39 at outfield. Um, I think that's a sweet spot. I think that's a good spot for him. I think, um, you know, you could go a little earlier on him if you need that speed runs batting average. If you're good in that department, that's kind of the spot where you really, you know, kind of pick and choose when you get to like that third outfield. It's like, do I need a power guy? Do I need a speed guy? So honestly, I'm not mad if anyone has Duran a little bit higher or a little bit lower. I think he's going to be a solid player for next season. Yeah, I I, I disagree with the ranking because I have him a lot higher. Do you? What do you got him? 24. Ooh, we're far off on Duran. We're far, far off. Yeah. I think that's his upside, though. I think his upside is, like, in the 20s somewhere. I'm, I'm definitely drafting him towards his ceiling, but, like, think of it this way. He is pretty you said, much... You said 24? Yeah. So you, you you take him as your outfielder number two and be happy in a 12-man league. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do Bro, it. Bro, think of it this way, right? In his minor league career, he had 46 stolen bases. And yeah, one yeah, season, as I mentioned, Steele's guy for sure. And he batted 303 that year. And say, for instance, he the power kicks in to the point where he hit 16 home runs. Okay. But That's he's fine. on it, but he's on a team where he could probably get way more, way more RBIs than Starling Marte could on mo- in most of his career, where Starling Marte was probably about like a 66, you know, RBI guy. Whereas Durant could probably get sneak into like the 80, 85 range. And Depends then ha- line up. If he's hitting I, lead off, though, he's not gonna he's not gonna have that many RBIs. No, I, and you're right. But I think if anything, looking at this team, if you're really looking at it right, you're gonna have Devers and Costas probably switching up between hits hits who hits three and four. Yoshida's probably gonna hit one, and then you could probably see Durant sliding in at two. And if he's hitting at two, that the the um the RBI numbers could be really nice. Or you know, the, or he could be going down more towards like the six range and he could still be seeing, seeing some nice things because of the two guys in front of him. So there's a possibility for the, the RBI guys. Let's say, let's lower it. Let's make it 75, right? You're, you're drafted Starling Marte in those positions to with, with the low RBIs, the low home runs, but the insane amount of stolen bases with the insane amount of runs and the batting average. Why wouldn't you draft Duran around the same part? You know what I'm saying? Durant. I think Marte is just more proven, you know, right. former all-star, and just he's been he's been that guy. And he's had some Marte's had some good RBI seasons. 
Right. You know, but, not, nothing too crazy, but he had an 82, a 72. There were seasons where he got it done. Right. But I think Durant is just going to going to do that this year. I feel like he's in a position where he can be successful. He's on a team that's trying to win and bringing up talent. And he has guys around him that are not only going to drive him in, but could get on base in front of him where things could be serious upsides for Durant. I really do like his outcome. I love the stolen base upside, but we'll we shall see. I'm sure that he's not going to stick around at 24 for me, but you know, my instant reaction after the season's over and I'm doing my rankings, I feel like Durant belongs there. You ha- do you have Eloy under Durant? I think I have him right above him funny enough. Oof. Yeah, yeah that's, literally I 23. Yeah, I only brought that name up because I know that's one of your boys. But um, I, I think I think we're good on the Durant talk. Let, let's let's try and keep things moving here. All right, let's talk about Mr. Chris Sale. Um, this is Dom's favorite player this year. Funny enough, he used to be like my used to be my favorite player, like my favorite pitcher that I've had in every league period. But you know, one thing about uh, Chris Sale is I just feel like the shoe has dropped. The age is finally starting to catch up. The injuries are happening a lot more often and he's not being consistently good. Like how I would take a Clayton Kershaw who still is obviously older and is able to perform and hurt more often than not, but is the same player every time he comes back from injury versus Chris sale it takes him a little bit more time to, you know, get at it because my guy started his shoulder a few times. Whereas with Kershaw, it's his back. So sale is somebody that is interesting, but somebody that I'm not really like going out and targeting in drafts. I haven't finished my starting pitching ranking, so I don't know exactly where he's going to land for me. But now that we're entering in his age 35 year, he only pitched about 102 innings, had a 430 ERA, even though his FIP was a lot better at 380, fielding independent pitching, independent pitching, which is a predictive stat for if he had an average defense behind him, which... Personally, I feel his defense probably was a little bit better than average behind him, in my opinion. And quite honestly, I feel 430 right now is probably where we're going to see him. The strikeout numbers are always good with 125 to 102. But ultimately, I just foresee Chris Sale not being, one, long-term solution. Two, somebody I'm worth, I'm willing to take the risk at, at in my first like 60 or 70 pitchers drafted. Oof. Yeah. Oof. That last part was tough. I, I I think I think we gotta have Chris Sale a little bit higher than that. Just we know who he is when he's fully healthy. I just don't know. Last time we've seen a fully one hundred percent healthy Chris Sale, going back to twenty twenty one where he got the um you know the TJ and then he had you know a, a rib issue. Um, he fractured his pinky on his left hand in twenty twenty two. And I know the shoulder inflammation this year was a little bit scary, but when he caught his strides, we saw flashes of the old Chris Sale. I'm not saying we draft him as the old Chris Sale, you know, too, too high, but honestly, I think we got to put a little bit of respect on Sale's name. I have Sale at 34 at starting pitching, which I think is fine. You get him as your SP4. Maybe I got to move him down a tiny bit, but I will say this. Are you smoking the good good? Uh, not these days. I I've uh, I've taken a break from that. But when <laughs> when when Chris Sale's rocking and rolling, man, you know he's really good. I think maybe my initial reaction of thirty four is a little bit high. But if I got Sale as my SP four SP five, I think that's really where I'd be happy with him. 
because we all know we all know what he can be. He can be a, a, a mid three ZRA guy with good strikeouts. The control is always pretty strong with him. Another year removed off that TJ. If he looks good in spring training and he's healthy, I honestly think he's somebody we should look at. You know, during draft season. But we're we're running a little short on time here. Let's try and get these last co- at least the last couple of names in here. Let's move on to another former great pitcher. Let's talk about James Paxton. Uh, you know the what, what do they call him? The Big Maple. Six foot four Canadian lefty, 212 pounds. You look at his year long numbers, and it's another guy. The year long numbers don't tell the story um, of how good James Paxton was this year. Uh, 450 RA, 19 starts, 96 innings, 101 strikeouts, and a 131 whip. But if you break this down by month, which I'm trying to do here. It was only like a bad end of the month where or end of the season where he got really rocked. He was very, very useful for a long time this year. Uh, yeah, so let's look at this by month. Yeah, he, he actually started off a little bit shaky. Actually, wow, now that I'm breaking this down, he actually was re- it was just a really, really strong June for Paxton. Otherwise, he really wasn't that fantastic. Uh, May was bad. July was bad. August was bad. Uh, so you know what? I actually need to reconsider my – see, this is why we do this stuff, though. This is why in the, in the offseason you get in there, you deep dive into these numbers, and you really get a stance. Uh, wherever I have James Paxton is probably too high because it really just was one strong month, and he's getting old. So probably not somebody I'm really looking forward to too much next year in his age 35 season. Yeah, I'm going to be honest here. I'm not even thinking about Paxton in terms of draft season at all. He's not even on the radar. I probably won't even have him in my top 100. Oof, that's a little tough. Not really. I mean, when a guy just really can't do it or or can't do it anymore, he can't do it anymore. It's just it's one of those things where I rather you know if you don't draft him, nobody else is anyway. He'll be there on the waiver wires. And that's yeah, I got, him, I got him at seventy right now, so I'm 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 similar. I'm I'm around where you are. I hear so, I hear the thoughts. So in a twelve man league, though, that's your seventh pitcher. Yeah, so no, like, that's not horrible. I'm I could. There's probably pitchers that I'd probably rather have over that over James. Yeah, there's Paxton. a few. There's a few guys I have under Paxton that probably got to come up above them. So that's what I'm getting at. Like, there's names I'd rather trust, or guys I'd rather take a shot on than going with Paxton. That I that the likelihood of failing is either equal or greater than the guys that I would rather take a shot on that's younger. So that's kind of that's kind of the risk analysis you got to take. But I'm going to move fast here because we very live on time. Let's talk about Brian yeah. Bayo. Bayo, this is what I say, yo, you know. Had a nice year for, you know, your first full year in the bigs, I would say. You know, 57 innings last year. This year, 157, so 100 more. He had a decent season. There was a, a few months of bright spots, and then there was a, – a, couple months of just badness and i feel like part of it was you know the league figuring him out which was where i'm going to point out in july and then the fatigue set in in september because in july he had a 548 era in september he had a 762 but in may 267 june 214 and august 334 and i don't count april or may because it's your first time really going at it you only had 12 innings anyway so Ultimately, I think Bayo Bayo pitched well, way better than he did, and really inflated all his numbers. And then Bayo was going to be a fantastic pitcher. The only thing is, I'd like to see, and it would leave me desiring, is if he can get to a K per nine, which he had that in the minors. 
hand over fist. So I think that ultimately Bayo in year two, first time in the, in the bigs, it's going to be great. Dom, take us out of here. Yeah, Matt, great take on Bayo. We're in sync with him. So, guys, that's all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, thank you for making Lockdown Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to be look on look on the lookout for a new episode tomorrow. But, guys, until then, see you.